0: Welcome to episode 4 of the Pressing Buttons Podcast. In today's episode, Nick and I discuss EA's big Star Wars announcement. We also talk about the games we're excited for coming out in February. Welcome to episode 4 of Pressing Buttons, the podcast about video games and other stuff. (laughs) I'm Hugo. I'm Nick. And uh, thanks for joining us on our fourth week. Wow time flies. It hasn't been too busy of a week in terms of uh, video games, but we did get uh, some exciting news coming out of uh, EA uh, in regards to Star Wars, so I'm pretty sure a lot of nerd boners were had out there. Wow. (laughs) I said it, nerd boners. No, but it's uh, some interesting news, uh, especially uh, considering the amount of games that they uh, announced. Basically, the news was that EA uh, said that they're going to release three new games coming from Respawn Studios, known for making uh, Titanfall, Apex, and just a bunch of old devs from uh, Infinity Ward from the first Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare and, and other Call of Duties. So. Uh, The list of games are they're working on a Jedi Fallen Order 2, a sequel to the critically acclaimed Jedi Fallen Order 1. They're also working on a first-person shooter. Uh, They're going to head that instead of uh, dice. And then they're also working on a strategy game. Now, I have some thoughts on all of these, and and so does my co-host Nick. And we're going to start off with the first one, news of the sequel of Jedi Fallen Order. Now, I finished the game. It was a great game. I did have my qualms with it, but first I'll I'll say what I thought was good about the game, which was I like the story behind it. It gave me uh, insight into the Star Wars world that you don't normally see because even though the game was about Jedis, you still dealt with other characters that that weren't just Jedis. And that's one of the things that I think that makes Star Wars such a great franchise that you get so many worlds and so many people and different stories to tell. And the mainstream uh, storylines of the Jedis, they're they're good, but you also want to see like the bounty hunters and you want to see the worlds and you want to see the aliens and stuff like that. So I think Jedi fallen order gave a lot of that. It dealt with a Jedi And you also got to see the second sisters, which was uh, Sifts, And I like the combat. It was a little bit wonky, which I understand because it's their first foray into third person uh, action. They're not known for that. They're more known for first person shooters, which is why they do Titanfall and Apex so well. So this being their first foray into third person combat action game, I thought they did a pretty good job. Uh, the game itself had its moments where the combat wasn't fluid. So hopefully in the second one, they up that and it, it becomes better. I know they try to emulate Dark Souls and Bloodborne with, with the combat. Even the, the the travel system, there was no fast travel system, but you could travel from point to point with these Jedi uh, stations, like uh, meditation stations. I forget the name of them. Space bonfires. Yeah, space bonfires. There you go. <laughs> uh, trademark that. So I I feel like they should definitely work on their fast travel system because the the levels, aka the the worlds, uh, they were very expansive, but it was hard to retrace your steps if you needed to collect something like that. So I'm definitely excited about this one. It's it's something uh, that I got marked on my book. Get some more uh, Jedi action. What do you think, Nick? I'm a big Star Wars fan. My my dog's name is
1: Boba. Uh, I'm a big Soulsborne fan. Um, so you think this game would be uh, a slam dunk for me. But yeah, just when I saw footage of the first one, it just looked pretty janky. I think when it launched, it had lots of bugs and glitches. And so I just kind of not never got over that and have yet to give it a whirl. So um, maybe it's something I'll, I'll check out later. Uh, but it sounds like maybe at this point I should just wait on Fallen Order 2 and maybe they've uh, improved you know, the gameplay and, and things like that just to make it a better experience. So um, what do you think? Do you think I should kind of work, work through Fallen Order 1 given the jank? Or should I just wait on Fallen Order 2 and maybe watch some
0: YouTube story recaps? I think I, I would say give it a go if you have the chance. I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming out, so you never know. But I would I would give it a chance just because it, it's not enough to deter you from playing the game. I think y- you'll enjoy the game. You'll enjoy the lore behind it, the story, the Star Wars. It's a different Star Wars story. And then considering that uh, The Force Unleashed was the last uh, action-adventure third-person game that they had, uh, this is definitely a good successor to that. You definitely got to give it a try. It It has its problems, but... What's good about it definitely overcomes what's bad about it. All right, I just got to find some some time. <laughs> uh, we need—that's what we need. We need more time to play video
1: games. Less work, more video games. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it later in the episode, but that's definitely not going to happen in February or March. Uh,
0: and then the second game that they announced was they're working on a first-person shooter, and this one's going to be helmed by a lot of the studio that worked on Apex and Titanfall. A lot of the rumblings have been that it's going to be a new Battlefront. And we know that the Battlefront 1 and 2, uh, the most recent ones actually, um, were helmed by DICE, the makers of Battlefield. Battlefront 1 had its issues with uh, not having a single-player campaign, which turned off a lot of people. And the multiplayer itself wasn't really too expansive. They just kind of threw, I would say, a Star Wars skin on, on Battlefield game, so it didn't really feel too original and it wasn't too fun. They definitely uh upped it with Battlefront 2. They included the single player campaign and everything was uh was made better, even though they still had problems I think with the loot boxes. If you remember that a couple years back, that was uh kind of what started a big discourse in loot boxes because you had to grind a lot or pay a lot of money to buy any um, cosmetics for that game and you know, it's Star Wars. It's definitely going to have a hun- a hundreds of cosmetics. You're going to have different ships. You're going to have different customs. You're going to have different characters and people are going to want to pay for it. So what what are you uh, looking forward to in this game? Yeah, I, I, I played the Battlefront
1: games from the, the PlayStation 2 era. So that was a pretty long time ago and uh, I didn't give the the more recent ones a spin just because again, it was just like another release that was kind of just plagued with uh, I think there was like a lot of monetization woes and lack of content and, and all these things at launch that a lot of people are frustrated with. So I think really because of that, I just didn't didn't give it a shot. Uh, really, the only Star Wars shoot, shooter experience that I've had was the Mandalorian content inside of <laughs> Fortnite. So which I had a lot of fun with. But you know, so other than that, I, I'm I really don't have too much. So you know, if the game's great, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll try it out, and I'm optimistic that the you know with respawn being involved and what they've done with apex uh and titanfall like uh, you know just the, the marriage of those developers and star wars i think is is going to be a good thing and, and i think um respawn's uh, studio lead uh vince impella you know recently kind of stepped in to either lead or or advise uh the dice studio in la so yeah I'm 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 hopeful that they'll be able to pull something together that's that's great so but i think that's pretty far away that's that's got to be multiple years away before that comes out so
0: yeah the the three games I, i i think uh did i fall in order i believe that one's gonna come out this year if not early next year, just because the last one came out two or three years ago. So I know they've. it's been in development. It sold a lot, even though there was a lot of people saying that single-player games didn't sell that well, EA being the main uh, proponent of that. Um, and I believe it sold over 20 million copies in total. So they proved themselves wrong. And I know people have been wanting a sequel, so I know that one's coming out sooner rather than later. And then the first-person shooter is probably the the one that's kind of the most way out, I would say. Probably not 2023 or 2024, but we'll see. And then the third game would be, it's a new strategy game, and it's being developed by XCOM devs uh, that formed a new studio called Bit Reactor. Now, I don't play a lot of strategy games. The only one I'm more familiar with is Mario Raving Rabbits, which if you haven't played, it's Mario and the Rabbids from Ubisoft doing some strategy stuff. And it, it was simple for me and it worked for me and it was enjoyable and it was funny. Um, so if you want to sell me a strategy game, you just got to Nintendo-fy it. Or in this case, put Star Wars shit in it and I'll probably play it. So we'll have to see on that. Um, what are your thoughts on, on, the, on a Star Wars strategy game?
1: I think me and you are both too stupid to really <laughs> appreciate strategy games. So this is another one where, you know, it kind of it'll, it'll take a wait and see approach of, you know, whether it's something I get excited about, but I'm not super big on on strategy games. I did play the recent XCOM releases, and it's one of those things where I give it give it a whirl, play it for a couple hours and then confirm that this game just isn't isn't for me but you know maybe there's something interesting with, with the Star Wars franchise that will get me into it. Um, yes. You know and we, we've just seen this formula a lot where it's some IP plus strategy you know tactics gameplay so you've seen it with Gears Tactics we've seen it with Halo Wars wasn't really blown away by any of those releases. Uh, I know there's a, a Marvel game coming up too. I'm a big Marvel fanboy so maybe maybe there's enough you know, wow factor in the IP to get me interested in that. But if I had to guess, it'll probably be kind of more of the same where I, it's just the, the gameplay is just not for me. So I just at some point need to stop playing playing these games.
0: No, I totally agree with you. Um, but I'm pretty sure, like I said, uh, Star Wars is such a expansive universe and has so many fans. I think there'll they'll still be a big section of, of video game fans that will gobble this up because they, they can work with so many things. I mean, uh, they could do like, with the clone troopers they could also do with space battleships i know in in the books that they that they write they delve deeper into uh warfare so i'm pretty sure it could work with something like this and a lot of people more than us, will be excited for this. So I think with these three announcements, uh, these three game announcements, uh, especially uh, you're working with a studio that's known to be pushing out high quality games and refining the gameplay and making sure they have uh, good content uh, to release. And they listen to the community. They work well with, with the community. They listen to the fans. They, they're they also fans themselves. So they, they will. I think these three games will definitely uh, are, are things that, people are going to be looking forward to. Re- Respawn can do everything. I would rank it as Fallen Order, then the uh, FPS, and then the strategy game as my anticipated in that order. Uh, so I'm excited to to see them continue it. All right. So we're, now we're done with that topic. Uh, the second topic we want to talk about is it's a packed February. I mean, it's going to be uh struggling month for a lot of us, just because we're not going to have enough hours, I would say to play all these games or enough time, you know, life, you want to play video games, but life gets in the way. Um, so we're going to recap a couple, we're going to uh, talk about a couple video games that are coming out in February. We know there's about maybe 30 that are coming out, but we pulled out about six that uh, we're most excited for, or that we want to put our hands on them and play some and, and, and see what they're about. We're going to start with Dying Light 2. Uh, That one comes out February 2nd. I've had some experience with Dying Light 1. I didn't beat the game. It was a very long game. Uh, Definitely a lot of things to do, but I would say I'm looking forward to this one because it's it's more of what I liked about the first one. A lot of traversing the world, a lot of uh side quests, a lot of zombies and playing with your friends and, you know, uh, I think the studio is is giving me that because they promised me 500 hours. So we'll see. Uh I won't spend it on there but we'll see. Uh what what are you thinking about Dying Light 2? I'll probably give it a try. Just a just a timing
1: question cuz how many players can play at the same time? Is it I I believe 4.
0: 4? Okay. I could never get that elusive fourth person. <laughs> it was always three of us, but I think it's four.
1: Yeah, I, c- I couldn't remember if it was three or four, but yeah, just with our our gaming group, we're just always on on the hunt for new new and interesting multiplayer experiences. So this this could go certainly on the list. Um, I didn't play the first one though, so I'm not necessarily itching to to play it at launch or anything like that. So I'll just kind of keep an eye on you know what happens with with reviews and, and player feedback, and you know if it falls good, then we'll probably give it a whirl in the next month or two.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you where. I'm doing it more for the multiplayer aspect of it. I think if it was a single player zombie game, I I wouldn't be as interested, but I know that the co-op aspect of it works so well in the first one that it's something I want to look forward to to play with my friends. And you know, it's an improvement from the first one. We'll we'll have to put our hands on the controller and see how it plays and all that to to make our own uh, review on that. But it, it it's one of those. It's on on the calendar. I already have two buddies that want to play it, uh, so we'll see. We'll, we'll give you those thoughts once we once I get my hands on it. Um, now the next one I would say would be coming out on February the eighth, and that's Sifu. And Sifu, uh looks to be like a third person martial arts uh, fighting game. I'm really enjoying the art style of this one. Uh, The developers have said all the right things in terms of uh, what drew them to the inspiration and what they want out of the game. Uh, I've always been a big martial arts fan. There's not really a lot of martial arts uh, video games, especially that are unique. So um, I'm excited for this one.
1: Yeah, same. Uh, At the launch trailer, uh, I think some of the early footage in that trailer, they show a scene where the main character is fighting, fighting through a hallway you know, so it's like one, it's just him versus many, many enemies in a hallway. And it really uh, reminded me of a famous scene in Old Boy. I don't know if you've seen uh, that movie, Old Boy, the, the original Korean version. Um, yes. There's a really famous, you know, kind of, Fight scene in that movie, and, and to me, just seeing that was enough for me to be sold in the game. So actually, other than that trailer, I haven't really looked at too much because I just want to be surprised. Like I'm, I'm optimistic that this be, kind of becomes like a big like indie indie surprise title, and and so I want to try to preserve that in the case uh, that that happens. So, so to me, I'm I'm definitely going to play this. It's just a again, it's like another timing question. Maybe I can sneak that in before Big Daddy Elden Ring uh, launches, but. You know, we'll see. And I think this is just on PlayStation,
0: right? PlayStation and PC. Oh, it's on PC. Okay. Well, you know, we're not buying it. <laughs> Snob. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I, I love when when the uh, video games or any form of medium borrow from a different medium and recreate that. Just like, like you said, uh, you saw this originally in *Old Boy*. Then maybe a lot of people saw it in *In Daredevil* with that hallway sequence, and now it's video games. So uh, I'm always up for that. I want I've always been one a strong proponent of recreating stuff I see in different mediums uh, in video games, so I could try it out. Like imagine the Captain America elevator fight scene in a video game. Like that'd be pretty cool uh somebody has to pull that off we'll see uh now the next game that we're moving on to is Lost Ark that one comes out February 11th um Lost Ark is an MMO it's very popular it's been out I believe uh overseas uh since 2018 and it's just getting released to the U.S. I know a lot of people have been playing this and then you being our uh, MMO correspondent (laughs) I wanted to get your thoughts on that yeah
1: the resident MMO expert yeah yeah, so the game's been out in, in Korea for, for a while. It's a huge game over there. Uh, Amazon is actually publishing the game uh, in the US. So uh, this and New World, I think, will be basically like their, their, their big game. So kind of interesting that Amazon's leaning into the, the publishing space and helping with localization and, and all that. So uh, yeah, so comes out February 11th it looks great it's it's a free-to-play game so there's no reason not to at least give it a download and, and try it for a little bit so i'll be there um assuming i can actually get in and get it downloaded and there's no issues with you know overflow and, and things like that I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be playing it other than that i don't know other than seeing some trailers where it just it looks like a really clean and, and fun game i don't really know too much about it and i'm trying to keep it that way so uh but yeah i'll give that one a whirl later
0: Now, uh, quick question on this one, do you think it looks good enough, the gameplay looks good enough, the graphics look good enough for it to draw a big crowd, like take some people away from, you would say, Warcraft or Final Fantasy fourteen, and uh, switch them over to Lost Ark? Yeah, it's a good question.
1: It's it's hard to know kind of like like cannibalization uh, of you know when a new game comes out and does that take away you know subscribers and players from another game. Um, I think this one should be unique enough where it's like not necessarily in direct competition with you know Final Fantasy fourteen or, or World of Warcraft. So gotcha. Uh, we'll we'll see. I just know that there's a lot of like angst in the. World of Warcraft community so, you know I think there was like a large a large number of players formerly in World of Warcraft uh, moved and you know gave Final Fantasy 14 uh, a try and and you know so there might have been some like migration that happened there but I don't know if that's always like always going to be the case. No. What's interesting here is the the perspective. uh, It kind of looks more of like a like a Diablo type game, but in in an MMO setting. So I don't think it would be necessarily in in kind of direct competition with like Final Fantasy fourteen. But you know, maybe there's like some people that are really into Diablo. Maybe they also play World of Warcraft. You know, maybe they move over. But I just feel like for the most part, particularly with like you know Blizzard fans, like they're just gonna you know against all odds, they'll just continue being. Blizzard fans, like I don't, I, don't, I just, yeah. I just don't see them canceling their subs and and going to Lost Ark. Um, and it's also it's
0: it's free to play, right? So, hey, people love free stuff. Oh, all right. Well, so nobody's taking anybody's piece of the pie. It Looks like they're all sharing it. So we'll we'll see how that turns out. We'll see if they have a as big reception as they uh, have overseas on that one. And the next one on the list, I would say, uh coming out February eighteenth, Horizon Forbidden West. Uh Now, this one's on my calendar definitely as a game of the year contender, even before it's come out, just because I loved what Guerrilla Games did with the first one. I loved the world. I love the combat of it. I love the protagonist alloy. It's definitely, uh, I'm always a big fan of studios taking uh, a big swing at a new world, new gameplay mechanics and all that. So I'm excited for what they're doing. And I know some people have already gotten uh, the game out. There's no reviews out yet. Very little impressions, but it seems like they're loving it. So I'm, I'm excited for this one.
1: Yeah, it looks great. Uh, I played the first one and it was one of those experiences where I played it for a little bit and and then just kind of got bored with the 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 gameplay and the mechanics but I really admired the the world and and, you know I thought the graphics were incredible at the time so yeah the new one does look great but I'm also like not I don't I don't think it's like a day and date game for me and then also just knowing that PlayStation's you know, leaning in more on, on PC releases. I find myself in this, you know, I'll, I'll be needing to make this decision of, am I so excited for the game? Do I buy it now on PlayStation and maybe later on PC? Or do I just wait uh, if I'm not that excited about the game and just wait for it to come out on PC and get it then? And I think I have Horizon as, as the latter where I think I might just kind of wait and see what happens and maybe I'll pick it up on PC and, and all will be good. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll be checking out the reviews and, you know, people playing the game and maybe Maybe that'll change my mind. But uh, even if I did get it sooner and, and play it on PlayStation, like it would kind of have to be in, in March or April or something like that, given all the other stuff that's
0: happening. Yeah. Way to put more shit in our backlog. <laughs> uh and then now the next game i would say uh february 22nd it's not actually a game it's it's the expansion and it's an expansion for destiny 2 uh the witch queen now i would say i'm the destiny correspondent in this podcast (laughs) um but i'm excited for this one (laughs) i'm still trying to get you to 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 jump on it definitely probably with the release you'll be able to basically start fresh from this season so maybe i can uh coax you into getting in there. But uh, one of the main reasons I'm excited is just uh, more continuation of the Destiny uh, lore, which is, I think, one of the uh, after they hired some writers, finally, after a couple years of working on the game, I think it's definitely uh, Oh, they have writers now? That's great. Yeah, it's stepped up so uh, the lore is more uh, substantial and and solid now. And then uh, there's a lot of improvements to the game coming forward. Uh, They have a new weapon crafting system. I don't know how easy it'll be, but they're promising it'll be easier for you to craft the weapons that you actually want with the perks you actually want. There's a, a revamp of the Void uh, subclass, so if you you know if you're a big Destiny fan, you know what i'm talking about uh where you can customize the the subclass the voice subclass like you can customize the stasis subclass so more opportunities for for your guardian to feel different and then like i said uh they, they're also bringing in new storyline quests a new raid which you know my if i can gather five more people i can try it out um but those destiny raids are one of the things that a, a lot of the community tune, tune in for it's something magical it's it's a puzzle everybody loves solving puzzles especially to as a community um and the destiny community is strong when it comes to these puzzles so that's definitely uh one of the main things that people are looking forward to but it's it's more of a space shooter that that i love so i'm excited for that one and hopefully uh, i can get you in there and and we can run a couple strikes or or something
1: We'll we'll see i'm still salty (laughs) about the 40 dollars i spent on all the prior content and then just getting wildly frustrated with trying to actually figure out what the heck to do so
0: yeah, they gotta they gotta work on streamlining uh, new players in, and also yeah. helping old players remember everything that they did a year ago. Yeah, so I might, you know, I, I'll I'll
1: need someone to, I think, gift me this game before I'll commit to playing it. Gotcha, gotcha. I need to recoup my investment. Uh,
0: <laughs> so. You heard it here, pressing buttons fan. Help Nick get into Destiny. Uh, but definitely, it, it's uh maybe I can help you. We we only have uh I would say. 20 20 days we have 20 days uh, to co- to complete a lot of the content that's getting erased so we'll see <laughs> <laughs> okay and then a couple days later uh on friday we have the big boy and this one we are both uh, correspondents for uh we have elden ring coming out february 25th it's our most i would say anticipated game of the year we've been looking forward to this for uh ever since it got announced um uh, more so on the aspect of it being a From Software game than having George R. R. Martin uh, working on it. You know, uh, I don't trust that guy. He's taken too long on the Game of Thrones book, so whatever. But I do trust From Software. I'm excited for this game. Uh, I the last From game I played was Sekiro, and I love what they did with that. And I know some of the combat. They they use some of those tricks, but they also use some of the Dark Souls tricks and Bloodborne tricks. So it's definitely gonna be different. I'm excited for the lore, the bosses I'm going to be fighting, the world I'm I'm going to be exploring. It's it's everything I love about uh Dark Souls and Bloodborne and Sekiro, uh but just open world. So, mm, I'm super excited. Talk to me. What about you?
1: Yeah, February is a big month for me personally. It's it's my birthday, it's my wife's birthday. It's I've have- two nieces birthdays it's I have a godson's birthday it's my wedding anniversary so it's a huge month but most importantly Elden Ring comes out on the (laughs) 25th everything else is taking a step back to Elden Ring (laughs) so yeah I'm, I'm I'm super excited I think we were talking about this a while back but in terms of you know when do you know when to watch media versus going on like media blackout for a game that you're excited about and i think you know some people everyone has their own principles of how they want to approach it and and for me it's more kind of depends on the game So i've been watching video footage from the network test all the trailers they just recently uh, a couple days ago released some new footage just someone exploring one of the one of the castles so i've been totally fine watching all that stuff and that's mainly because the the vagueness and mystery around how like a story is told in a in a, in a soulsborne game is i think leads itself well to not really getting spoiled too much uh when you're when you're checking out videos and other like marketing materials so i've been pretty much watching everything i guess you do get spoiled a little bit on the bosses like a
0: boss yeah like the first boss or something like
1: that you know they they're pretty clearly destroying like the first boss and and maybe some of the other enemies but they're not really doing a lot of like big boss reveals or showing too much around all the, all the bosses and but you know again because of like the game mechanics like it almost like doesn't matter if you see it, you know there, maybe there's like a moment of like oh wow that's that thing's huge or that thing's scary looking yeah. or, or whatever but
0: or disgusting
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah or disgusting uh but You know the fun part is actually just like repeatedly playing the boss and figuring out the mechanics and the process and ultimately being victorious so so you know watching videos doesn't really spoil that for you so so i've been watching pretty much everything it's just the more i watch the more i the more i want to play it uh so yeah i got to figure out what i'm going to do with uh i think that's a friday so that'll be a you know, I gotta give notice to all of my friends and family that they're not gonna see me for probably three days. Then I'll come up for some fresh air, and
0: we're gonna be in Elden, uh, Elden Ring world together That's that great. whole weekend.
1: Yeah, and hopefully we can, you know, more or less jump in and and start doing. You know co-op because I've never done yeah pretty much with all the from software games I was always way late uh you know I, I didn't really get into them until like multiple years after they released so I know there is some you know co-op and multiplayer uh functionality in those games but I just never actually you know got to experience that because I never had friends playing with me at the same time or, or anything like that so um same thing with Demon Souls where I, the, the the PS5 remake where because there was only a hundred people that had PS5 at launch anyway <laughs> like it was just like impossible to find, you know, friends. yeah you
0: know. Now you're helping me. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm I'm just now helping you, you know, well over a year later, so. Uh so yeah, I think this would be good where I think a lot of, you know, a lot of people are going to have this day and date and I think the online should be pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to, you know, doing some co-op and getting some uh getting some
0: wins. All right. Well, going back to what you said uh in terms of spoilers, I totally agree with you. Um reading a Miyazaki uh, interview that he did for PlayStation uh, he was saying that there's gonna be multiple endings to the game and then there's also gonna be uh, well d- just different things that uh, that you you won't be in the, it, it, they won't be in the in the path so you'll have to go off the beaten path and and explore and find different things and that's how I like it so uh, all Dark Souls and, and Sekiro and, and Bloodborne they, they all had uh, different endings you could do different things so the replayability was always uh, the fun in it just to go back and do different things so it's the one game we've talked about i think every episode on these on, on our podcast and there's a reason we're excited and i hope a lot of people can can get this excitement and buy it and just play with us you know if anybody wants to play just hit us up we'll help you beat some uh, some Elden ring bosses it's a tough game but the pleasure you get once you you beat a boss or or get to an area and it, it's just you, you can't get it i would say in any other game there's no other game i i feel uh such so good about a victory than from software games so you know come get that feeling do you have a target build in mind for your first run i usually always go for like a a warrior or a knight i always love my sword and shield so i'm I'm aiming for that and then uh i know we were talking about the character uh, appearance system and how expansive it is than than all their other games and i always try to make somebody that looks like abraham lincoln because it's hilarious (laughs) just the tallest freaking dude in the in the world with his long sideburns and and, and beard so abe, abe lincoln is coming for you cool and that's also to date your best halloween costume oh yes definitely uh if, if you guys know me you know i'm a tall bastard and Abe Lincoln worked. If I went to a Halloween contest, a costume contest, I would have won, but I didn't. I went to a party instead, but it was fun.
1: Yeah, once we have our video podcast, we'll need to do a Halloween special and you might need to bring that one back
0: yeah yeah I'm down to to, to do uh, my costumes i I always try to go accurate, you know Negan Abraham Lincoln it works Freddie Mercury it works <laughs> um all right, uh enough about my Halloween costumes um and then the the one last announcement we wanted to say uh was uh they also. Announce the release date or uh, starting shipment for the Steam Deck, and I know we talked about Steam Deck last week, but we just wanted to throw that in there because it's the official uh, release of it. It's going to be February 25th, the same day as Elden Ring. Uh, I am quarter two, so maybe I'll get it. I know Nick won't, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, after after quarter two for me, so it's got to be yeah. patient. But that's that's good. That means it's it's almost in our hands. The official release date. That means it's going to be out. So we're just going to be waiting on it. Yeah, I think as long as I have it before the holiday of, of, of this year, I think that's...
1: So I, I'm totally... You know, it's fine. I don't need it, particularly with, with everything going on with quarantine and yeah. still pretty difficult to travel for the most part. So I don't necessarily need it, but it'd be good to have it right before the holidays. Yeah. So I think I, I could if
0: it's, if I get it in Q3, I'll be I'll be totally happy. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll wait till we both have it so we can do the official pressing buttons review of the Steam Deck. Okay. I like that. <laughs> All right, Um, all right, and that does it for the two topics. Uh, We're excited for all these games that are coming. We're excited for these announcements. We're excited for Star Wars. Uh, Hopefully, you guys are too. All right, Um, and now to close out the show, we're just going to be going to talk about a couple games we've been playing this week. Um, I myself am still on the quest to get to gold in league. Uh, I have climbed to silver, big accomplishment. Started out. Iron 1, which is the lowest of the low, well, Iron 4 is the lowest of the low, but I started off Iron 1, can you believe, and then I made my way through bronze, it was a tough battle, I kept getting shitty teammates, and I went to promotions twice, and I lost... (laughs) Both promotions. The funny thing is that when you lose your promotions, the next time you're in promotions, they give you an extra win. You have to get three wins to get promoted. So the first time I lost, I only, uh, they gave me one win. Then I lost again, and then the second time they gave me two wins. So I was able to get promoted. But I promise you, listeners, it's not because I suck. It's because my teammates suck. So now I'm gold. I'm one step closer to platinum. Well, no, I'm I'm one step closer to gold. Yeah, I was gonna say you just you just yeah. you just gave yourself a promotion all these medals
1: 15 seconds
0: (laughs) all these medals are confusing me i am now silver listeners i'm on my way to gold and then the the goal is to get to gold by the end of the year and then if i get to gold fast enough then i'm gonna switch that goal to go to platinum, so i could be like suck it hell yeah i'm awesome i'm happy for you i have literally no idea what
1: any of that means
0: but i know yeah. you don't I, i'll have to educate you it on this yeah <laughs> it sounds like a video game thing <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: what have you been uh doing
1: yeah I, I mentioned last week i picked up God of war on pc so i've been playing through that uh, so I put in a, a handful more hours into that, and my objective is to finalize that before Elden Ring comes out. And then, for some reason, I was just feeling feeling an itch to play some some classic Final Fantasy games. Um, nice. So yeah, courtesy of Game Pass, I uh, was able to download uh, Final Fantasy ten slash X-2 HD Remaster. I think that's the full actual title, but. <laughs> it's a bit of a mouthful uh and i i own i've i've owned the game multiple times so i've owned it on ps2 both of them so 10 and 10, 10.2 on playstation 2 mm-hmm. uh my wife has a vita and then there was a, a, a version of that kind of combo you know package on, on that so i've owned this game multiple times i always i do the same thing which i do with a lot of games is i play it for five hours and then get distracted and never pick
0: it up again Oof. tough to do on final fantasies
1: yeah, yeah, so it, it happens. Um pretty much every JRPG game that I play like that seems to be the the trend. But then over time I'll eventually force myself to to actually complete it. So I'm doing that now with with Final Fantasy 10 and, and and two. So yeah, it's been it's been great. So it's the HD remaster. It holds up pretty well. You know, I played it like a lot yesterday and time just kind of flew. I was having a really good time. So so I think I'll try to juggle that and so 10 and then Ten two after that and then also got a war i guess those are kind of like the three games that i'm juggling uh on top of all the other games that we just talked through earlier earlier so so yeah that's why i feel pretty confident with dying light is probably not going to happen this this month
0: <laughs> well, I am not playing any uh, RPGs, so I think I'll be good on my end. Um, but I, I'm glad you are playing uh, through 10. It's one of the best ones. I know there's a lot of fans of 10. And like we were discussing earlier before uh, we started recording, uh, it has my favorite uh, upgrade system. Uh, leveling up system uh with the with the orbs right the sphere grid there you go like it's been a while since i played it but i think it's it's got the the best uh upgrade system and it's got a good story and it's got good characters um never played 10-2 so you're gonna have to give me a little uh review on that once you beat it and, and give me some tidbits on the story yeah the big thing there is the the job system
1: where you can just basically play like the the same character can have multiple jobs, but yeah, we we can get into the, more of that later. But yeah, it's a, it's a pretty fun, it's a, it's a it's a really a fun system. I still think twelve is is probably my best, my favorite battle system. Yeah, agree with it's you. Followed one. by probably followed by ten two, and then I do also really like Final Fantasy seven remake. remake. So maybe that's in the third third position. So. Okay,
0: so Ten uh, Two has a job system like uh, Bravely Default, and I know there was another Final Fantasy. I think it was Five. Five had I think a, it was the, Five. Yeah. Yeah, that had a job system. Okay, I, I might I might play that down the road too. I know they. I think they have it on Switch, so I could just get it on the Switch or Steam. Deck. I just get
1: Game Pass, you goon.
0: How many How many times am I gonna tell you? Well, you know, there's so many games now to have it on different systems. That's adding more more weight to everything. Like now I'll be even more confused. Where do I have that game? On what? Oh my God. You know, it's too much. It's too much. My brain can't handle it. (laughs) All right. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, I have still been pressing TV buttons and I just, uh, been watching righteous gemstones for you that aren't familiar. It's a show about a big religious family. It's made by Danny McBride who also made, uh, Eastbound and Down and, Uh, Vice Principals, which uh, Nick and I are big fans of. I've been watching Righteous Gemstones. Season one is out. Uh, Season two just started. Episode uh, four is out, I believe. That's the latest one. And I've I've been enjoying it. It's just like crude, dumb humor, um, which is up my alley. So I would recommend any of the listeners to give it a shot just to see if they'll like it. And I've been making a lot of comparisons between that and Secession because they both deal with big families where they have a father figure and then you have the siblings trying to uh, be the next in line. But, you know, I think Secession, a lot of people try to uh, think it's a drama, even though I think it's a comedy. They try to uh, take it more seriously where Righteous Gemstones is just like it, except with more crude humor, even though Secession does have a lot of incest jokes. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so basically I'm just saying watch some Secession, watch some Righteous Gemstones. Uh, you'll be better for it and you'll have a good time. Cool. Yeah, I did watch all of succession,
1: Righteous Gemstones is in my backlog. Uh, I loved Vice Principals. I loved Eastbound and Down. So I have to imagine I'm going to love love this new show as well. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. So. so I think that's up there. And then the Boba Fett series, working through that as well. So those are... Maybe those are my two TV selections, um, but again, where the heck am I going to have time to yeah. oh watch God. all this stuff? So I think we're we're really reaching critical mass of amazing content. Uh, so it's going to be a pretty pretty busy first quarter.
0: Yeah, uh, we need new jobs. We we need jobs where we can just consume stuff, consume video games, yeah, TV, is- and stuff like that. Uh, give me that.
1: All of this was much easier when I was unemployed. So <laughs> it's really making me kind of regret getting a job. But, you know, I guess I kind of needed a job. So yeah. welcome to the
0: workforce. But yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, now, you know, you know, we're not just about video games. Uh, these are some recommendations. We'll be giving more in the future as, as we go along of just about everything we're doing. Uh, but thanks again for joining us on episode four. Um, we'll see you next week with hopefully some uh, good topics. Catch you later. Later. Thanks for joining us on episode four of pressing buttons. The show is produced by Nick and myself. I also edit the show. Our fantastic beats are composed by Layla. See you next time.